ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Uh, this is episode 22. Am I right? Yes. Double deuce. Wow, man. We, we actually we made it. <laughs> I'm going to put in like a sound right there. We made it. Uh, thanks for joining us this this week. And uh, Chris has done a phenomenal job of doing his job. So uh, hats off to him. Yes, you are um, welcome I, for me finally doing my job. Uh, as you may have noticed, uh, the episode that was published uh, yesterday was titled "Thank You for Doing Your Job," uh, <laughs> as Andre so aptly named it. I came up you know, with a couple of uh, alternate titles uh, as I was going through the episode, but ultimately. Since I had essentially declared it the name at like the five minute mark, I was like, "Well, we're just gonna stick with that. We're gonna we're gonna go with that. That's good, anyways. You've got so many good quotes that have now turned into uh, episode <laughs> headlines. Like things. I just want to be clear, everybody. These are things that he has said multiple times before. These are like you know, don't don't apologize. Change the behavior. Like, I mean, there's so many, and I love him for it. Like, it's, I just I want him. I want you to know that that is. That is that's, a, my, that's my contribution. Yeah, that's it's a thing of admiration for me. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. <laughs> you know, it, it's been a nut. Like, uh, we, you know, lunch last week was pretty good. I was actually uh, glad we got to do that. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I was just chatting with some of our uh, former coworkers uh, via text um, and reminiscing about, I guess it was about a year ago, just a, a couple of days ago that we all had gone out for lunch for, I, I can't remember if it was Jason or Michaela's last, I think it was Michaela's last day, maybe Jason. I can't remember which one left first. Um, but they, you know, were saying, Oh man, it, you know, going out to lunch right now with a group of friends sounds so great. And I was like, yeah, Andre and I went to Red Robins uh, for lunch last week. And it was, you know, it was actually really nice just to like have somebody, just to be able to go to a restaurant, essentially. And I know that that's, that's what a lot of people have been kind of wanting and asking for is just that, you know, like that, the convenience, right, of having somebody right. else do everything for you except deciding what it is that you want to eat and actually <laughs> eating the food. I mean, um, but I thought, you know, there were a couple of things that I noticed just in, in our experience um you know i mean everybody that was working at red robins was wearing some sort of face covering um right. you know people were very friendly um you know i think the the staff seemed like they were happy to be back um which i think is is good you know you wouldn't want them feeling like they're forced into that situation i thought our waiter you know did a did a good job and it's obviously they weren't super busy um right, right. and had limited the available seating um you and i essentially had a section all to ourselves yeah, <laughs> but yeah i mean um you know i certainly didn't feel like we came in too close contact with you know anybody else uh and all the other groups there seemed like they were pretty small you know I, I, there was that one group of the, the graduation group and i think they were maybe eight or ten people but no more than that yeah i, I think that uh you know it, it's good to like I get it. Um, for me, it's sometimes just being able to like go and meet people. Um, so it was good to see you and like hang out. Um, uh, you know, aside from that, I I think especially right now with uh, the cases in North Carolina spiking, 
you know, we might as well take advantage of it while we can because it looks like we're about to start back down. Oh, and I can't wait for the freak out uh, against, you know, uh, Governor Cooper to resume. I mean, people are still upset that things are only where they're at because it's like, oh, well, you know, standalone bars, I think, are still not open. You know, why can't I go to my discotheque? <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, it's, you know, our, our sports, our, our love of convenience and the things that entertain us, you know, like even sports now, you know, uh, yeah. it, it's like, wh- what are we doing? I know that there's some athletes in the NBA that are saying we shouldn't come back until we have some resolution. Yeah. And, and by resolution, I assume they mean a vaccine or that there's essentially like no trace cases left, you know, like if, if for whatever reason it's been eradicated <laughs> without a vaccine. No, he's, he's talking like social, like social equality. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so LeBron. Excuse uh, me. Never mind. Yeah. I misunderstood. Like, it's funny. I was, let, let me get this off my chest before I say anything. I don't use Twitter anymore, but. Everybody in a news article will reference Twitter. Yeah. So it's like yeah, you it's, see the little tweet box all the time. Exactly. I, I will tell you, I'll, and not just to real quick to piggyback on that. I turned off basically all notifications for Twitter um, for my personal account, so I don't get any anymore unless somebody sends me like a direct message. Mm-hmm. It has been one of the most like mindfulness things that I've done. I don't even know what the word is, but like. I feel so much better ever since I did that because I just don't go on Twitter. Like, and I'll I'll catch myself where I'll be like, "Oh, I haven't been on Twitter in a while," and open it. I'll be like, "Wait, no," and I'll close it before I can even like read anything. <laughs> and I'll be like, yeah. Well, I'll tell you the secret that I found out. Uh, I, I'm sure it's the same with uh, iOS devices. Some applications I don't actually install, like Twitter. For me, I just install the their light app. So save it to the desktop, and it just caches all that stuff right there. And then I just when I when I got done with it, I was like, okay, I just delete that. So um, yeah. that's just uh, that's the geek in me. But you know, um, you are a geek. I, I, I know. Uh, <laughs> so you were talking about news stories and and yeah, whatnot uh, uh, sports before that though. We were talking about coming yeah. back to sports, NBA players. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it, there's really a need for. I don't see the rush in starting the season, if I'm being honest. Um, and I know football starts later on in the year. Well, August pretty much for college, and then shortly thereafter, September for NFL. And they're trying to squeeze the NBA playoffs, like July. I don't see the wisdom in that, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. Um, you know, it's it's interesting because I know like NASCAR has come back and I was watching a little bit of that this weekend. Uh, cause I was down at the beach with my parents. I know, uh, it was, look, it was raining all weekend that we were down there. Okay. I, that's not true. It rained when we got there. It stopped for a few hours, Friday night, just long enough that we went to the beach, walked down to the Tiki bar, had dinner and walked home. And then it started raining again, and then it rained until we left. Um, and now the rain has followed me home. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you uh, for bringing it with me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we were watching a little bit of the Xfinity series on Saturday, and 
mostly because Dale Earnhardt Jr. was racing, and it's the one race that he was going to do this season, um, right? Which was exciting and fun to watch. He didn't he didn't win, but he finished fifth, and he he drove well. So, um, but yeah, you know, I'm I'm wondering with the others because it's like with NASCAR, I can kind of understand them coming back, and because what they've done is they've shortened the season, right? They're basically doubling up. There's no attendees. Um, they're going to start doing small crowds. Um, right. to try and test like 500 or 5,000 people, which at those huge tracks is... You can do that. Yeah. That's too. Um, but what they're also not doing is they have no practice sessions and there's no qualifying. So they have like a point-based system that's determining the starting order and whatnot. The reason I think that's interesting is because if, if you think about it, I don't know that with like the NBA and the NFL and those other sports, if you can do that where you wouldn't have practice right where you would try to limit contact even within the team as much as possible right because like you have brand new players that you're you know introducing to the system if you're like tampa bay you've got a brand new quarterback in tom brady that right you know if you're indianapolis you got philip rivers right so there's some that those guys can do in terms of studying the playbook but the actual you know on the field practice i think plays a big role in the ultimate success of the team or that at least, you know, early on the OTAs and all that stuff for uh, getting guys probably, acclimated to the the coaching and whatnot, but they could play Madden or 2k. I mean, <laughs> I mean, uh, well, I mean, you look, like in, in, uh, Texas where they've started to open stuff up, you've got, uh, what Ezekiel Elliott and yeah. some other Cowboys players and then several players on the Houston Texans that have all now tested positive for uh, the coronavirus. So um, it, I don't know if that you know, speaks to the NFL, maybe not wanting to open, or maybe it's just, you know, Texas. Yeehaw. So Texas is one of the uh, 17 states with uh, increases in cases. So we, we have to be wise about this. Like I, I want to see sports uh, like after, you know, t I know I made some jokes about NASCAR, but if I'm, you know, full transparency one one reason i never watched nascar was because i like racing i like indy and uh grant you know grand prix yeah um big fan of racing i never really rock with nascar because i think it's a hillbilly racist sport um still is just by the way uh even though they banned the confederate flag i mean yeah i thought uh bomani jones had a good take on that where he's like look yeah i'm glad they did it but i'm not I'm not going to give them credit for it. It's 2020 and you're just now doing this. Like, and, yeah, and you've said that you will do it, but you haven't given any indication as to what the enforcement of this is going to be and what like the ultimate punishment, are you going to ban people from attending? Like, you know, what is it count for the campgrounds that are outside that you can see in the background? Like, yeah, even his take, he made a point that uh, his buddy is in the NASCAR and he was saying, yeah, you don't see that the newer uh, tracks, but you'll see it at like Bristol and, and places like that. Sure. Now, I'm not sure about the geography of all these places. Um, I mean, I, know I think that that's generally true. You know, like for the most part, you're not going to see in the at Southern California, you know, like okay. there's not going to be a, at least a lot um, of Confederate flags and even up, you know, like Pocono, right? That's another raceway up in Watkins Glen up north. Um, I mean, it really is. I mean, you think about it like NASCAR's roots are embedded here on the East Coast and in the South. But um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the, the tracks that are located in the Deep South are are much more likely to have a, 
a lot more of those Confederate flags. Yeah. At least that's been my experience. I think sports has a couple challenges. They have the, they have to deal with the coronavirus, and they have to deal with the fact that, um, you know, for better or worse, uh, companies have to or these leagues and and teams have to respond to uh, the social inequities right now. So those are, you know, I don't know where the balance is in that. I um, and, and every conversation is different. You'll I'll see a, a story about you know football like. Um, they're doing international, actually, uh, European soccer, and that, that's never been my thing. I'm more into South American soccer, but um, but you have two things to balance. You have to balance coronavirus, and you have to balance the fact that you know uh, our country is so jacked up. So, and I don't know what the you know I don't know what the path is. So, I am a big fan of boycotting. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. But I'm also I'm also kind of like I'm trying to play both sides of the fence when it comes to that, you know, because I am. I, I don't know why, but I think. Well, so you mentioned that there was a specific NBA player that was basically calling for the league to suspend play until yeah, like social uh, equality is achieved or something yeah, along uh, those lines. Yeah. So LeBron tweeted something out about something. And if you bear okay. with me, uh, who like. I'm going to type and, and find that. I, I read it in passing. I, no, it's all good. Indi- I mean, I just like, I don't, you know, I don't, I'm just, I, I guess I'm, would be curious to understand what, you know, cause it's like, what's the definition of social equality, right? Uh, at what point? Uh, um, I don't know. I, I they want to see some. I, I'm guessing, if, if my memory serves me correctly, it's about you know police reform. Okay. And the the reality is, it's going to take some time. You yeah. know. Um, and I think that's you know the pre you know uh, Donald. I almost caught myself. Uh, Donald uh, signed his executive order t- today, and I, gosh, for nobody got back with me and told me anything he's done outside of of an executive order. So no, I didn't, uh, uh, I didn't hear from anybody either. And just to be fair, I do understand civics. I do know that he can veto bills. Uh, the, the reality, so the, the reality is that's typically a last ditch effort for either party when things are going to go sideways. And it's something that's going to take the, you know, mirror the country off a very, you know, steep cliff, but he really does nothing. Like executive orders. I mean, that's all right. Unless it's a, a war or something that threatens to harm the mass of the country, he does nothing. But anyway, back to my point. Uh, <laughs> I digress. But anytime I, anytime Donald gets in my head, I just like go full on rage. But it, on the other side of that, you have Oklahoma State where you have, uh, Chuba, Chuba, I can't pronounce his first name, who was like his coach, McGrundy or Mc, McGundy. The guy with, McGundy. Mike McGundy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's rocking an OAN shirt, you know? Well, I mean, it's you like, know, what did you expect with the mullet? I mean, like, I, <laughs> is there another college football coach at any level that is rocking a mullet like that? No, mullet game strong, man. But, I mean, like, can you really even call it strong, though? 
I, I mean, you gotta. I mean, then then we start getting the stereotypes, right? So when I see a guy in a mullet, I'm automatically thinking, uh oh, he's got boots, uh, three foot belt buckle, and he probably and drives a um, what's that a Chevy. Yeah. <laughs> a Chevy. I was gonna say an El Camino. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Chevy. It's not an automobile. It's a way of life. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Uh, and I, I don't want to hit the guy up with stereotypes, but even that whole thing, and the skeptic in me says it was all, you know, I'm sure the conversation was, you know, you have a scholarship. Yep. If you don't play, you're going to lose your scholarships. That's why I go back to what I said before. Yo, know, if players are going to legit boycott for the right thing to happen, we should, like we, and I mean everybody, let's get a GoFundMe and pay that kid's tuition. Yeah. I heard an uh, agent today, he said, he was kind of, I think he was trying to like, recruit <laughs> uh, Kaepernick more than anything. But, you know, he's like, Kaepernick's not one of my clients, you know, but I think somebody should sign him. So I, I really kind of felt like he was you know, making a case for himself. Um, what was it? Pete Carroll said something about like, uh, you know, I regret that we didn't sign him, but we're also not going to sign him now. Yeah. <laughs> and then some interested team supposedly called Pete Carroll to ask him. And I'm like, why are they calling Pete Carroll? First off, shouldn't they be calling, uh, what's his face? Harbaugh up at Michigan. Yeah. You know, or like anybody that's worked with Kaepernick actually like what is because Pete Carroll I think because because the Seahawks were one of the last teams to bring him in for a team workout in person but but it's like what that was like two years ago do you know why I'm so skeptical of all these like press releases because it's all like the NFL the the guy said he's like the NFL is 70 percent black (laughs) like like if everybody walks out and stops playing what do you do right The NBA, I, I think they're like uh, 64 or 65% black. It could be more. Um, damn Europeans. But the last time I checked, the thing was like 64, 60. Huh? I said, damn Europeans. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, <laughs> Spaniards. Um, <laughs> Barcelona. But it's it's like if the NBA called it quits today, I mean, we're, we're going to have a, a team from Argentina and Spain. Uh, yeah. Possibly some Easter. I mean, I don't know. But the reality is... I'm skeptical, you know, and I get it. The sports has got, they've got two things to worry about. One coronavirus secondly, and I don't want to just call it black lives matter. I, Cause I want to get to the root of the problem. You know, there's a lot of broke <laughs> in our system. Like it's broke and we need to, we need to figure out a way and a path and see if people are really committed to doing the work to fix it. So I don't know. Maybe we have sports. Maybe we don't. I know the MLB is like reduced the schedule to like 78 games. And yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's like, I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. NASCAR is probably safe. Uh, golfing's probably safe. I'm at to start watching golf, man. Um, no, I'm, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's not come to that yet. No, um, I uh, I haven't. I I almost. I was like this close to tuning into golf uh, on Sunday, I think. But I was like, no, nah, that's okay. Let's talk about technology. Yeah, I actually, uh, like you know, I I cut the cord years ago, but I actually bought Sling this month because 
like I was trying to see, you know, sports wise and news wise, you know, I, I needed some more options. Yeah. And uh, so, yay, sling, not a bad deal. How do you like it? What what package did you go with, and how do you like it? We'll veer off onto a technology uh, rant here for a second. Yeah, <laughs> I went with the blue package. Um, I don't know what that means because so it's like three devices. The channel selection is not all that grand. Um, yeah, the last time I looked into it, that was my one of my biggest issues was I felt like they're for all that they kind of praised in terms of like a la carte internet or, or a la carte television. Like it was still right. there were still packages that you had to choose from. And I'm like, damn it, this is the same thing as cable, just less channels. Yeah, I, well, I, uh, I'm like paying for cable yeah. um i mean in that in that regard i do appreciate the fact that it is significantly less expensive that's a lot less expensive and I, I looked the options were going back to hulu live which i may do over the, i want to at least give sling a chance to see does it fit what i'm looking for yeah um and i don't want to make my wife remember which thing to watch cnn on again because that's painful um but I, i've always heard a lot of good things about youtube tv so uh, that may be the, you know, we'll see. I'm going to try out um, Sling for a month or so. And then worst case scenario, I'll just go back to who live or YouTube TV uh, because obviously I'll work with the Roku. So yeah, uh, hats off to those guys. Yeah. Uh, since we haven't gotten into sports season uh, yet, like heavy sports season or any of the sports that I really care to watch coming back. Um, right. I don't. I don't miss live television. Um, yeah. You know, which is, it's pretty much just Hulu, Netflix, and Plex with the occasional Amazon Prime uh, thrown in. But I've, you know, I mean, I've dabbled. I have the uh, antenna, the indoor antenna that I mounted in the living room, um, which gets, you know, like the local news channel. So if there's right. a you know, hurricane or, uh, you know, some major event going on where I need, you know, live local news coverage, I can get it, assuming I still have power, obviously. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah. But what I've been using for uh, news more recently, and I think we talked about this, like, aside from just Google News itself, um, is my Google Home Minis. So, you know, I've got six now, I think scattered throughout the house and one of my favorite things to do in the morning as i'm kind of getting ready and getting my coffee and stuff is just have it read the news headlines and it'll go through and from different sources that you select um you know pick like most recent headlines um and then you can skip you know like if it's something you don't want to listen to you can just skip to the next one but it's cool because it reads it all to you so you can just kind of be listening to it as you're going about doing other stuff um, and I like that. Like I was going through today and you can go through and there's a, there's a good number of news sources, uh, and they have like the anchors from those news sources that are reading, um, right. the stuff. So I, uh, so I have a fire tablet also, uh, the, the, I guess the fire eight, mm-hmm. it's pretty, it's a good reading device. And I guess Amazon gives you a trial of the wall, uh, Washington post. Yeah. And there are times I hate Washington Post. And um, so my six, I guess my six-month trial expired, and then they suckered me into another six months for a dollar. Mm. I was like, okay, it's just a dollar. Mm. And then, uh, you know, I can actually see um, 
I can see news pivoting into that a sub, that subscription model, but it's got to be reasonable. Yeah, uh, I think that's been one of my biggest issues is, you know, like, I mean, I know a dollar for six months is not doing much to support the Washington Post in the long run, but... Um, I, but I think uh, Jeff Bezos, like, he bought them with some money he found under his couch. Well, so. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny because it's like, you know, I, I'm, I always know it's the beginning of a new month when my Google News stories aren't popping up and saying you've reached your max limit of Washington Post <laughs> and or New York Times articles that you've read for this month. So you don't have to verify anymore. Um, and I've I have I've considered subscribing, but I haven't. I don't know. I haven't I haven't found one that I that I like enough, I guess, to. Yeah. Bring me um, to do it, but. I, I know uh, and the company that Steve Jobs' wife bought was Vox. And mm-hmm. um, part of me is kind of skeptical of the fact that there's a bunch of millionaires and billionaires buying up all the uh, news yeah. prop. Yeah, I, I just don't know how I feel about that. Um, I mean, but Rupert Murdoch is a mil- billionaire and has been for a long time. And he's on Fox News and all of their other not, subsidiaries. Yeah, I was going to write an email to Disney to ask them to change their Fox name mm-hmm. to something else because I I won't even probably watch Fox. I mean, the NFL on Fox. I want nothing to do with Fox. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's it's I've always found it so interesting because, you know, like the Fox, the basic Fox channel, right, has stuff like The Simpsons and my one of my favorite shows, Bob's right. Burgers and um, former home of King of the Hill and a lot of great animation. Um, but then, yeah, you have like the other side of it with all of the really horrible fox news stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, want, I want nothing to do with those guys uh but yeah i i'm a big anyway I, I like sling i think it's been it's they're all a good purchase like i had hulu live for a while um, a couple years ago it wasn't bad I, but i always find myself in the same trap where i don't watch it <laughs> so it's like yeah after a certain point like there's nothing like i don't watch it um I'm I'm starting to become a little concerned with how much of a Google fanboy I'm I am like it's it's uh you shouldn't be Google's a great company uh, yeah I mean and you're not wrong like uh I <laughs> I recently so I had been my, it's funny my company set up all of our email addresses through Gmail and we have another one that redirects into our Gmail account but they had us install or they had me install outlook and then in you know set up and redirect into outlook i hate outlook i (laughs) really hate my windows machine i don't know why i thought it was a good idea to buy a windows machine for my work computer i should have gone with my gut uh but i i I didn't and so here we are and uh, i'm just (laughs) waiting for the day for that thing to die but um i mean like it's not even the computer itself. It's, it's Windows. It's just Windows that I ultimately can't stand. Um, but with Google, like, <sighs> so with okay, so that's where I was going with Gmail. I I finally got tired of Outlook, and I was just like Outlook syncing and having all these other stupid issues. And I was like, no, I'm just going to switch to Gmail, and I'll just do it in the browser. 
And so that's been much better. And what I discovered is that they have the undo send feature. <laughs> that's dope. Which is great. I mean, it was something as simple as I was sending an email to a guy named Michael. Well, right. for, I either I mean, probably from past uh, just memory repetition type Michaela <laughs> <laughs> and hit send and saw it right after I hit send. It was like, no, and it's not even like that big of a deal. You know, like, oops, right. sorry, Michael didn't, you know, didn't mean to add the extra A, but I was able to undo, erase, check the rest of the email again, and then hit send. <laughs> so, yeah. My, I love, uh, all right. I'm not a Google fanboy. I just think, I do think they make good tools. Um, and I love, you know, and I just can't understand the pricing of Apple devices anymore. It doesn't make any sense. And secondly, as a developer, it just really pisses me off. I have to tweak out my, my machine to make it do what I want to do. If I wasn't a developer, yeah, I would just use a Mac and call it a day. Um, but I can't. <laughs> Actually, that's probably not true. If I think about it, at some point, I would probably just be at my wit's end. Uh, but I think that Google, they make some really cool stuff. I, I, I kind of wish they had a desktop client for Gmail, though. Yeah, um, that would. Like, I mean, it would be nice, but it's like at the same time. I mean, I use Chrome on my machine, and so I just have my Gmail as both bookmarked and the one that it defaults to open when I open a new window. Like so. Yeah, I, I, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like when I when I go out of town, like. And I, I typically take my laptop with me. I don't want to open it. I have a smaller laptop and I don't want to open up a browser window to check my email. I just, I've never liked doing that. Um, yeah, it's, that's petty, but whatever. I know. First world problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, they put all the. Wow. Really? This is coming from uh, Andre. Yeah. Those are the things that piss me off. Like it's like that's the thing that pisses you off is that Gmail doesn't have a desktop app because they don't want to have to support that. Yeah, it's yeah, whatever. But they can't. But you actually can make uh, Gmail open up into its own window. Actually, you know, what? I would probably use Gmail in the browser if they fix one tiny thing to to allow you to open up multiple accounts in one browser tab in the same account. Um. That's probably my biggest frustration. I do I do like to see a combined inbox so I can actually just process the email. Um, because oh, okay. So if you have multiple, you want to you wanna basically feed all of your stuff into one account or one... One view. One view. Like, yeah. you, like you would be able to with, you know, like a Thunderbird or yeah. uh, some other email client that's on the desktop. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, that that I understand. Um, I mean, there are, yeah, like I, I'm sitting here like, oh, well, there are workarounds, but I get like not wanting to have to forward everything. And yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to forward everything and then remember which, what's my reply to and crap like that. That's the, just the headache of doing that for every new account. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. No, that's fair. 
Uh, did you see, speaking of, of Gmail and, uh, well, not speaking of Gmail, but speaking of Google, um, they've got some new game-changing, quote-unquote, security feature for Android 11 that's supposed to... I mean, if I understood it correctly, it seemed like it's just more of this everybody going to Windows XP where we're going to ask you a bazillion times if you want every app to have access to a very simple thing that like if we're being I mean it's like I swear when Instagram when I download Instagram and it's like Instagram wants access to your camera like no shit I'm so <laughs> I get it I do but it's like at the same time like no duh of course that's why I downloaded Instagram is because like and it should just be one of those things where instead of having to ask for it every single time, there should be a thing where it's like, it, you know, when it first pops up, hey, do you want to grant access to these things and just have a checkbox? But Well, they used to, but people wouldn't use it. Of course. So there was a time where... Um, people. <laughs> really everything. There was a time where people literally, would, they consolidated the uh, security notifications, but people still wouldn't use it. And like... Um, I'm going to give you my experience of developing an app. It's like, yeah, you, you have to ask for permission because you do, right? Uh, the, I mean, I tell my kid to say please. So, but some applications ask. <laughs> yeah, some applications they don't just want permission to get to your camera. They want to get uh, permission to go to your your clipboard and right. uh, your contacts, and they can bury these. Yeah, so it's I think a lot it, like the Facebook permissions, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it's great, but then the annoyance for me is that like I'm starting to see less and less uh, benefits to making native-only apps in the first place. So, and when I say that, I mean like I'm a big fan of Flutter and the Dart programming language, so the next app I build, is, it's going to be cross-platform. I'm and sorry, you're a big fan of what? It's called Flutter. It's a... <laughs> So, in the Dart programming. Oh, in the Dart programming. I thought you said in the dark, flutter in the dark. And I'm like, what kind of like dark web crap have you gotten into? I know. Um, Where's my uh, invite? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Andre's in some real, really weird like computer kinkiness stuff you said you wanted to hit trump but i didn't know you were gonna hire a hit man (laughs) (laughs) just to be clear i'm gonna edit that out because yeah people thinking andre's actually the the internet's the internet trolls but oh this guy's threatening the president exactly no we'll get rid of that um but it allows you to make the application one time on both devices the the reality is it's like you there's only so much of the uh, of the actual hardware you need access to like all the other stuff that people ask for when they, when you install an app, I can't even justify it. So, um, so, you know, t- hats off to Google for doing that, but at the same time, developers need to be more responsible and figure out what they're trying to, uh, what they're trying to accomplish. Um, so I, I'm, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole necessarily, but I'm really curious about this flutter in the dart uh programming language so, flutter, so what you're saying basically is you write it once and then it you can compile it for an compiles android it for for the different okay so what 
So it's its own programming language. Yeah, so Flutter's the framework to kind of uh, connect you to the UI and some of the OS-specific things or Mm -hmm. hardware-specific things. Dart's the programming language that actually, you know, propels and, you know, it's the engine, right? And when you start to really think about it, unless you're... And and I guess that one of the reasons why... uh, iOS and Android needs to, they need to provide so much of, uh, or, or try to reduce the abstraction layer to get in, you know, to use and take advantage of the hardware is because people are trying to turn mobile devices into computers. <laughs> so it's like, no, why? Um, and I get that mobile is going to, it's going to be a mainstay. I just don't think a mobile device is going to replace a computer. So anybody that thinks that, I don't know what you're smoking. I mean, yeah, like I think it's funny. Christy has been having uh, like her, her computer is dying. Uh, every time she goes to do something, it just gives it like that fun screen that <laughs> right. everything breaks. <laughs> um, and so she's been trying to figure out what it is that she wants to do for her new machine. Um, and she has always she has a background in fashion and so that's something that she wants to get more into and so she's thinking like an iPad Pro um mm-hmm. you know because then she'd be able to do basically both of the things that she she needs so she can use it for her work stuff and then for her art stuff as well um and so i do think you know for some applications right like there is a a world where those high powered tablets where you can also like attach other things to essentially right. make it a laptop, um, you know, have a, have a very important role. I don't, I'm with you in that. I don't think you're ever going to have like your phone, right? Like be right. your only personal computing device. I mean, maybe for some people, but the majority of people will always have a laptop or a, a desktop of some sort, or even, a, you know, a large tablet. That's essentially just a laptop without a keyboard. Yeah. And I, you know, um, I, I get the trend and I see where things are going. I just don't like, I, so, so I like the iPad pro. The thing is, I think the surface is better, you know? Yeah. Um, Even I like from a UI standpoint, just an overall functionality. If I'm going to drop like literally $800 on a tablet, I think the surface is a better tool and your tool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, hell, the iPad Pro is the same as a uh, as a uh, MacBook Air. Yeah, it's like what? So what? What functionality are you trying to replace? Like, which which device do you buy? Um, I I just can't justify it. And I know Apple's got this new uh, their new the way they compile their software can run write the same application for multiple device devices and screens, which is kind of cool when it's actually works. Right. And a lot of people haven't really ported their stuff over to that environment. Um, I don't, I don't know. I just, I I think the fads and the, the, the headwinds of what the next trend will be they're they're just kind of, they're kind of murky. Like, I I don't think they, they give a consumer a good choice. If I'm being honest, it's like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't disagree, you know, like that's, um, that's kind of been my question. Cause I don't, I don't want to drop 
2500 three grand, you know, on like a brand new MacBook Pro so that I've got a really cool, new, powerful machine that is, you know, going to last me a few years. Um, right. But I also don't want to spend seven or eight hundred or even a thousand dollars on some super powerful Windows machine because I hate Windows. And so, then it's, well, and that's, see, then that was going to be my question for you is like, um, what, I mean, what do you buy in order to do that? Because I don't, I don't know. I like, I've never, I've never dealt with Linux. I know it's like, you know, the, the Mac OS is similar, right? Like they have a yeah. lot of similarities, but. I, I think what you do is you buy like the, you, the hardware specs for a Mac and a decent Windows computer. Like, honestly, especially in the last three years, Macs are way overpriced. Yeah. You can get a much better hardware setup on a Windows computer. Now, the thing is, I just wouldn't put Windows on it. I would actually just put Linux on it. Um, so and like I have, if I wanted to take my Windows machine that I have here and wipe it on. and put Linux on it, I could totally do that. Yeah. You, you okay. wouldn't even like, you wouldn't even like miss anything. Good. Um, I know what I'm going to be doing for the next couple of weeks is figuring yeah. out how to back it up so I could do that. And, <laughs> By the way, you're going to help me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> especially if you don't use like Microsoft office. And I know there's, there's some compatible, uh, compatible programs that are like really getting good in the market. Like I had somebody send me a, a, a Word document yesterday and I opened it up in, um, what is it called? Uh, LibreOffice. And they're still working through their, you know, compatibility issues with Microsoft because they keep changing the damn format. Yeah. And I was like, well, that looks like crap. That's not the way it's, I know that's not the way it's supposed to look. So I just open up the document in Google Docs. Yeah. I was like, well, I know that's the way, you know, that's probably 99.9% .9 of the way it's supposed to look. So, yeah. The compatibility issues aren't really that far in the few between. Like, I mean, you can make things work basically. So, okay. Cause that was going to be my other question. Cause we do use, you know, like PowerPoint and I mean, word, not as much Excel is used a decent amount. Um, yeah. So what I would do is if it were, if it were me, mm -hmm. like I would, if I use that stuff that much, I would put like a, just do a VR. I would do one of two options. I would either A, keep a partition for Windows mm -hmm. just in case, or B, just build a virtual machine for Windows yeah. and move yeah, I on. I said VR, but I totally meant VM. Yeah. <laughs> build, build a virtual reality yeah, where just, I can just pretend like Windows programs run fine on <laughs> Linux. That's my, yeah, that's my do that virtual in a reality. And I would even chip in and like, I would even buy one of the commercial grade, like VM tools because yeah. there's a couple out there that, uh, focus specifically on running windows applications. If that Which was, Which ones uh, do you like Andre? Uh, I don't know. Like I, <laughs> oh, I gave you a total opportunity to play. No, We're going to get some money for one of these, one of these days, you know, like play on, actually play on Linux looks pretty cool. Okay. Um, uh, because the like, other thing we talked about before, because I've got uh, my Fire 7 tablet mm -hmm. in the kitchen that I hate the user interface. I mean, I basically just use it as a Hulu and Netflix machine, yeah. um, but I can run those programs on a Android tablet. Like, you know, yeah. and so that's the other thing I was looking at recently is basically like, you know, jailbreaking that and 
you know what's going to happen. You're going to eventually get tired of iOS. You're going <laughs> to. Well, and that's. I mean, that's a big part of it. Is there yeah. are there are things in iOS that also bug me, and that's part of why I like this. You know, I've become more and more. I guess enamored or just I've become more of a fan of Google and the way that they build their machines. I mean, I'll tell you the, the Wi-Fi system that I bought a was super easy to set up. B they took the, a page directly out of Apple's book with their packaging right. these days. Like it, everything was the high quality, you know, very, you know, nice cardboard all wrapped in, you know, high end gloss paper and, um, you know, everything was fit perfectly in and they even had like little steps that didn't have a piece or anything underneath it, right. but just to match. Um, so Google has just been doing such a good job. My question, I get, or not even necessarily for you, but just like from a phone perspective, right? Is it time to switch to a Google pixel? Christy seems to yeah. feel like the pixel yeah. isn't quite there yet, but no, it's a dope phone. Like I'm my next phone. Like I have a LG G6. I don't buy a new phone like every two years, like everybody else. Yeah. Because most of the features don't really get that. They, they don't get that much better. They're not much improved. Do you know yeah. why I end up buying a new phone every two years? No. Because the charging port breaks on my Apple. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what that's like. Dude. To the point but, where brand new cables don't fit. Like it's the the charging port becomes so loose that it won't. And I don't know, maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe I am just really, really rough with actually, I read something about the, uh, the stupid USB C and lightning things. Like you, if you, it's actually dust on the inside of your port. Interesting. Yeah. So if you were to get like a, um, can of dare or something, no, actually canned air or like a, a, I took a safety pin yeah. or a push pin and just got, uh, you know, just ran it around the inside. I was like, you got to be kidding me. It was nothing but dust in there. <laughs> so blew uh-huh. my mind. I mean, I guess it's not really that surprising if you think about it because yeah. stuff spends most pocket. of its time in your pocket with lint yeah. and other stuff. And Yeah, my charging cable was like popping and out. I was like, this is thinking like, this sucks. Like, what happened? Did I break it? And then I was, hmm. you know, looking on Google, it's like, yeah, if you ever have this problem, just take a little push pen and just run it around the inside. Yeah. And you'll be surprised what you'll find in there. I was like, you're right, I am surprised. You know what? I mean, like back in the day, the Nintendo cartridge, you had to <laughs> blow it out. <laughs> same thing. Yeah. The but more another things change, the more they stay the same. All right. Another cool like commercial tool, it's called uh, crossover Linux. Okay. Um, and you can actually run Windows apps without buying a windows license or using a virtual machine so the next time like i don't i don't use heavy windows anything so for me it's not that big of a deal but it's i would definitely buy a a commercial tool that i could just basically you know use those programs and and call it a day well i mean i can't imagine those tools are that expensive and i could totally write it off on my expenses yes so one year uh with support is like 59 bucks, one version, no support or upgrades, like 40 bucks. So, I mean, that's... Well, I'm going to get the $50 version. That's a no-brainer. I mean, $10 for support? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so, I, I look at I it like that. In India. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, so, I look at it like that. So, I, I basically 
like yeah i i wouldn't i would probably never buy windows i wouldn't like she would never use windows i would definitely i can't see buying a mac because of how i use a computer um i do have a hackintosh to write uh ios stuff when i get around to that but when that gets out of the way like the hackintosh is you know way be you know well beyond its years i'll just buy like a little mac mini and call it a day but I, I don't see that I can't justify how much their hardware costs. No. It just blows my mind. I agree. But. All right. Well, that's good to know. So I can fix this one and that'll be the last time I buy anything that actually has windows on it. Yeah. Excellent. Like, literally. See, that's this why is I why I come to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but again, like you can buy a decent laptop for under a thousand dollars. So yeah. like the average person's not going to use all the hardware that they have. It just, it makes me laugh when people buy that stuff. I'm like, what do you, what do you do? I will say I for this purpose of recording our podcast, yeah. I, I mean, cause I tried doing it on the windows machine and I did the, I tried doing the same thing on my dad's brand new Lenovo. That's also a windows machine and it's just a pain. I mean, I don't know what it is that makes it so much easier on Macs, but I mean, even just running the exact same programs and everything, it's so much more of a pain in the butt on there. Yeah. I I mean, you're not wrong, but you know, that's what I would do. And I think actually Lenovo is actually selling some of their newer laptops and desktops with Linux installed on them now. So interesting. Yeah. There's, I think over the next three to five years, it's going to be much more of a shift away from Windows. Um, if Apple keeps playing the whole price game, they're going to slowly see themselves lose some of their more technical users in their market share. Well, opinion. plus, I mean, you know, if Bill Gates's secret, you know, super vaccine to monitor us all doesn't work, like, why are we going to keep buying Windows, right? Like, he doesn't have a backdoor built into every machine everywhere that he can just do, 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 got your nudes. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. I just I I love the conspiracy theorists on that one, but I well, <laughs> yeah, they're they're all over the place, man. It's um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I I'm just not into conspiracies. <laughs> no, um, something else in the tech world uh that I saw recently was uh I think you and I had actually have spoken about this pre previously, but um, you know, changing terms that are used and there's some very popular ones like master and slave when it comes to servers and um you know <laughs> uh even like whitelist and blacklist and stuff like that that have you, been you know, we've, we've had this conversation multiple times yeah okay i thought I, I was pretty sure that we had um i i don't this is why i'll tell you that the tech world is racist <laughs> AF. i'm i'm just telling you flat out man like which is we had also the name of our new podcast we're going to be starting, Racist AF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, real talk, man. It's it's so deeply embedded into the culture, you know? We had this small team, and we were developing software and a couple other guys, and I, I would never say master branch. I would say production branch. And when I moved to the engineering team, I made it a point to say, Yo, can we call it something else? You know, how about we call it production and, and development? No, what's wrong with master and slave? A white man looked at me in my eyes and said that. I was like, my dude, what? An agile scrum master? 
Like, no, nah, I will not call anybody scrum. And I actually said, I made a point, I will not call anybody master. Oh, but I'm sensitive. No, I'm not. <laughs> Just how can you be so blind to your audience? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think a big part of it is because they have not had to experience people that aren't white being very, you know, prolific in that field. I mean, I, you know, you and yeah, I both know and saw repeatedly, um, not even just at the, the, you know, place that we worked, but so many of the companies that we worked with where, you know, it's 99% white guys. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. I mean, so, I mean, okay. Again, ask me why I'm skeptical, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, how can you guys be so smart, but yet so stupid? Yeah. At the same time, it's like, why, why is, and I'm not blaming uh, Linus uh, Tolvertis, the guy that created, uh, well, I don't think he necessarily created like, uh, like version control systems, but I think he just carried over the, the vernacular to, yeah. to get. And I don't know why nobody paused and just said, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you'd think at some point somebody would have looked at it and go, yeah, I guess that this is how this has been, but we have an opportunity to change that here, don't we? Like, don't yeah. we kind of owe it to ourselves to maybe go ahead and do that? But, um, you know, I guess kind of like NASCAR, maybe better late than never, but do they really deserve a pat on the back? Not so no, much. They don't. Um, no, don't. So I, I don't know that we specifically mentioned who, but GitHub um, was in the news for uh planning to replace master with an alternative term uh in an attempt to avoid further Being slavery racist. yeah references um <laughs> it's like i mean you really like you can't make this stuff up um you know nascar is like oh wow we just realized that the confederate flag is kind of a bad thing and since we have a black driver maybe we should get rid of that you know, oh, yeah, did you see yeah. that in one of the other series they had some somebody drove a blue uh, lives matter, blue lives matter. Yeah. basically like car? Oh my god! <laughs> you, you know what's funny though, man? If these are the same people that rallied against stay-at-home orders. Yep. These are the same people that talk about you know their rights and what they expect because they live in this country. It just the hypocrisy blows my mind, man. It's like, yo, do you hear yourself talking? No, you I don't think they do. Life. Yeah, it's like the uh, the Karen in uh, San Francisco. Oh, yeah, with the, the Filipino guy that was... Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with chalk, you know, like putting a chalk Black Lives Matter on the front of his stoop and bitch walks up and is like... Uh, what are you doing? Uh, we know the people who live here, and he's like, "Oh, you know the people who live here, like because obviously she didn't because he lived there, and her you saw her husband got fired, yeah, his wealth management firm. Uh, so I mean, I, like, cancel society is still in full effect. Let's. <laughs> I mean, I was I was listening to my daughter talk about that, you know, the cancel society or culture, and I was like, you know, what's kind of interesting. Maybe that's a, a watered down version of boycotting. Well, and that's funny because that's exactly what it, what it is. Is it's it's a preempt 
to the boycott. Yeah. It's a preemptive strike to try and prevent the outlash from social media, specifically now, I think. Um, because companies know, you know, that if they don't if they don't do something, regardless of whether or not I mean, because ultimately it's it's what happens in the court of public opinion. Right. Um, and and especially because now we have so much video evidence, right? <laughs> I was I watched the video uh, of that particular interaction this morning, and I was disappointed that it didn't have what happened when the police showed up. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there's another version out there that does, but I was hoping that I would get to see them show up and be like, uh, "Wait, really? The dude fucking lives here? Like, what? Are you, what are you I, I just I my like, wife. Who do you think you are?" Dude, my wife was like, why do, why do people think they can do that? I said, honey, there are two things. One, we don't want to push the races in the closet anymore. Let them all come out. Look at San Francisco. We're the, one of the most liberal cities in the world. And you got the closet races. You know? um, I mean, they're everywhere. Let's be honest, right? Like, it's not. I mean, this is something we've talked about before. Like, I grew up thinking that racism was something explicitly uh exclusive to the united states that that was something that only existed here and did not exist anywhere else in the world um because you forgot how people got over here so those damn boats <laughs> yeah exactly I, I this was when i was very young i mean this is not know. you know it, was, know it was just one of those things where I, I later came obviously through life experience to realize that that's not true um and that racism takes many forms um but that yeah like i mean what we deal with here is pretty freaking terrible um yeah. even on a global scale but um yeah i mean there's a you're right we don't want to push the races back into the closet like we want them to come out so we can identify them and be like yeah. okay so there's the racist um <laughs> and then i think you know there's there's also that element of like if we don't if we don't identify the problem we can't fix it right it's it's the um the symptoms suck, right? Finding the, you know, the inevitable cure to these problems and, and doing the work required to fix it. That's going to take real people really being committed to it. You know? Um, yeah. That's um, going to be the interesting thing is I think to see, because you know, this, this does feel different at least in my lifetime, you know, from what, I've seen and experienced. Um, I feel like there's more of a push from more people for real, like for what, what I think people are hoping for real change. You know, like there's plenty of skepticism out there because this has all been done before. But I think even that skepticism has grown to a point now where that has momentum. And it's kind of like, we're not just going to take the lip service of we promise we'll be better it's like no, we're we're actually we're if you have pushed us to the point of we're just going to do this ourselves. If it takes defunding the police so that we can tear it down to build it back up into something that is actually effective at what it needs to do, then that's what we're going to do. And I know for a lot of people that scares the crap out of them, but I mean, yeah. is it for those white people? Yeah. <laughs> enjoy the fact that you don't have to go out every day and worry about whether or not some chance interaction with the police officer is going to be the last moment in your life. 
Dude, when we left lunch the other day, there were like five cops in the parking lot. Well, that is Carrie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, but I yeah. paused. Like, I mean, that is my, my natural reaction. It's like I pause and I look around. Like, I noticed you just kept walking. I was like, nah, dude. Like, there's like five, five over there. And I didn't even do anything wrong. But it's, it is what, I mean, it, it it's like the, uh, uh, but here, here's where I get confused. It's, I hope that the energy, and I hate, the, well, I hope the commitment to change doesn't dwindle between now and election day. Yeah. And what's, what never surprises me is the, you know how you can't teach an old dog new tricks, yep. right? I mean, in Atlanta, we have, the, you know, Richard Brooks got shot. Yeah. And I mean, the, police chief there who just resigned was one of the ones who during you know uh, after the george floyd murder and with the protests and everything that were going on there like she was one of the ones who was out there and you know trying to to find a way to communicate and you know to have the right conversations and um you know i was surprised that she resigned i guess i I mean only because of what of that, but I guess I mean again, like we're in that we're at that moment where it's just kind of like okay, well, obviously the person who was in charge there wasn't doing what needed to be done in order to prevent that sort of I, thing from happening. Is I disagree that- with that. I think I, I think she bowed out gracefully. Um, it was her watch, and I think. And not not that she's given a, a any statement or anything. Well, except for the one that uh, Mayor Bottoms read out. But I can definitely see like it's her watch. She wasn't directly responsible for that, right? But it's a bad look, and I can see as a leader, like you know, somebody actually being a leader. She's like, yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna me staying in place is gonna make this worse, yeah. and. I'm sure that was a tough call for it. Now, if that was her decision, fine. But if somebody prompted her to do that, then that's you know that's kind of scandalous. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make the assumption from what we know from that statement that she decided to do it, and okay, and not saying it's the right move, but you know I I don't even know how long she was in office for or held that position, but okay, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that case in and of itself, you know, uh, I, I think where, you know, I, I did see a uh, police chief from somewhere else in Georgia that said it was a justified shooting. And I was, he was a black guy. I was like, my dude, like, you're must be a really crappy cop because I'm not a police officer, but I can tell you there's a couple things that could have gone differently. Number one, like if they were going to arrest him, they probably should have arrested him yeah. and probably just should have made that very clear. So that, that was my first criticism. My second criticism was, and I didn't see this until I watched the video for probably the eighth time was, well, this is a minor criticism. My, the, the one that really bothered me was that he was, the cop was running and I thought initially the other cop shot him, but it was the one that, actually ran butt against the car well why didn't you aim like if you're going to pull like you're going to pull your 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 uh, service weapon out why don't you at least aim like 
you're, you're just taking pot shots. Yeah. So that that really bothered me. I mean, he might uh, as well have cocked the gun sideways. Like, yeah. You know, Cause I, mean, that's, cause, I mean, that's what it seems like a lot of the times in these situations where, I mean, I have not watched the video because I've just, it's gotten to the point where I'd, <laughs> I feel like I've seen so much. Um, but I, in my mind, right, if I'm, if I'm a police officer and somebody's got a taser, I don't respond with a gun. You know, I mean, it's like, well, you want to hear the really crappy part? Go ahead. So as, as they're chasing this kid to the, through the parking lot, the guy's got his taser in his right hand and he moves it to his left and grabs his service weapon. So his intent was not to shoot him with a taser. It was to shoot him. And I, I didn't even notice that part until like the, I don't know, fourth or fifth time I watched the video. Yeah. So all, all the way around, it's just, it's beyond wrong. Like, well, and then, yeah, he, he resisted arrest. Yeah. I'll give you that. Fine. Nobody's saying that he didn't, did, like, that there wasn't a reason to arrest him, right? Yeah. But, like, where I where I continue to, to just kind of miss what I get or, or to not understand is, like, at what point does it become necessary to use lethal force? You know, like, why is lethal For- force in that situation? What warranted that? Is, is that person even a danger to other people or is they are, you know, somebody who's fleeing the cops because of a traffic stop. Like they were pissed because he, he like literally flipped them over their, his back. Yeah. He bested two grown men and I bet you their egos were hurt big time and their adrenaline was pumping. And so they pulled it out and they said, fuck this kid. Yep. Yep. Even with everything going on right now, they put themselves and that's the thing that, and then, you know, what we're the situation that we're in with this, uh, you know, the basic like this invisible shield that protects police from lawsuits, you know, that that the Supreme Court recently decided they will not reexamine and has refused. But what essentially that means is that every lower court continues to say, well, there's no there's no previous court case that says yeah. that we can do this or that they have what they did was wrong. So we can't we're going to throw this out. So, but here's the problem though. And again, I'm not an attorney, but like some common sense things that don't make sense. Number one, I don't feel the need for the federal government to dictate the the local municipalities laws in in this, in this particular area. I think that that should come straight up from the, the, whether it's the city and the state can actually have their own laws, you know? Um, so I don't, I, I kind of don't think the Supreme Court's wrong in that area. But at the same time, why on God's green earth do we have police unions? No. We, they're public servants, number one. Like, it, it makes no sense that, you know, we're going to hire somebody and pay them from our, our, our state payrolls and city payrolls. So I'm, I'm speaking specifically about state troopers and police officers and, and county sheriffs. We're paying them from taxpayer dollars, but they're protected by a union. What does that say about your state? Yeah. I mean, teachers, right? Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. 
and unions are great for like private companies that may or may not have whatever. I mean, so then you, you inject the, the, the union into the problem and then they create their own bylaws and they, they become more, they control the contracts of the employees. Yep. And now the municipalities can't do crap. So for me, it's like, yeah, okay. Let's not look to the Supreme Court on this one. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. You know, I think, um, it's fair to say that each, you know, state or even each, you know, county, right, um, yeah. could have their own laws and could enact their own laws regarding that stuff at this point. And then, I mean, at that point, maybe, you know, if somebody wanted to challenge it, then it gets taken to the Supreme Court eventually. <laughs> right. It should go to the state Supreme Court, right? Yeah. And then if you can't figure it out there, then you, you know, you can probably possibly, if it affects the entire state, take it to the uh the regional supreme court or the lower court so that's again i'm not an attorney but i think sometimes they're trying to solve the problem you know bass backwards yeah <laughs> so, so well, it's and, like and yeah instead of waiting for the supreme court to do something like why don't we elect officials who are going to do something at the state or local level you know who are who are understanding that we need to hold police officers responsible you know, and and ultimately make sure that we're holding or hiring ones that are going to hold themselves accountable. Yeah, one of my sons, uh, we we're, were talking about uh, the George Floyd case, and his one of his biggest points is like, who hires these people? Yeah. Like, well, I think how you and I talked about it before that, like, you know, the the demand for police, right, um, is so high, and yet the the application rate has dropped off. And so, and a lot of the times, I mean, look, I know that there are tons of really great cops out there. I, yeah. I just, you know, but what you end up with is that becomes a an area that it draws people that want a gun and a badge to run around and feel powerful, right? Like, that's what it is. And when that's, I mean, when that's what you have... That's what you end up. This is what you end up with. Like you, when you allow that type of mentality, and ultimately, racist to get hired and to continue to work there. This is what happens. But all right, so we fix two things. We fix like we we fix our man. I, I'm a freaking broken record on this, <laughs> and I guess this is the. Uh, old conservative in me coming out. I don't need the federal government government to come in and fix a problem that I can solve myself. Yeah. Like I really don't like, why is that so complicated for people to get through their thick skulls? Why are we waiting on the federal government to fix this for us? And secondly, if for example, Minneapolis, they actually canceled their, uh, their police contract. Yeah. Camden, when, when they rebuilt their, police uh, department they cancel their contract get rid of those guys like literally just move them out of the equation you don't need them yeah hire and attract i mean attract and hire the right people yep and, and if, if you're a police department somewhere else you better think twice about hiring the people that got let go there yeah you better damn well sure do your homework those are integrity questions and we're looking for to the federal government to solve a problem that they indirectly <laughs> contribute to, yeah. but they don't directly, like they didn't create the problem. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, all good points. I guess on a slightly related, since we're talking about racists, um, Donald Trump <laughs> is... Uh, uh, so, I'm sure you had heard that he had originally announced he was going to hold his first rally since March in Tulsa, Oklahoma, of all places, and on Friday, June 19th. Juneteenth. Juneteenth, of all days. He since uh, moved it, supposedly, because a number of his black friends reached out and explained to him, you know, because he has many. I mean, let's be honest. The guy, I mean, Kanye West. Like, (laughs) 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 is Kanye West even still black? Yeah, he's still black. Okay. I, mean, I just didn't know if his card got revoked or yeah, we took his card. Okay. But... <laughs> so he doesn't have a black card, but yeah. he is still black. Yeah, he's still black. Okay. He took his card. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but so he moved it he moved it to Saturday, uh, which still I think he kind of missed the point. Um but now Tulsa uh, health officials and basically everybody there are saying, why are you going to do this? There's no benefit to the city or the state to you doing this. He's doing it in an arena that holds all of like 19,000 people, but claims that there are millions who have requested tickets. Yeah. Um, just like the millions that showed up at his inauguration ceremony, I'm sure. <laughs> he's a piece of work, man. He, he's like, uh, you got it right. He is racist. Um, <laughs> if i'm being honest i like i was telling tetchy last night i'm just waiting for one of these idiots to slip up and say that's all that's all i'm waiting on man i'm just i'm wait i mean donald trump says he's got a great relationship with the blacks my dude the blacks um yeah i don't i don't the juneteenth thing like I, I kind of sat back and and just hoped and prayed that. I hoped and prayed that that wouldn't be a thing, man. I was just, <laughs> come on, man. I was, actually, I was like, God, please, please don't let that happen because that's going to be ugly. That was, yeah. I mean, that was not going to go well. Yeah, um, that 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 was because uh, Trump was not going to be the only one holding a rally there that day. If that yeah. was the case, I guarantee it. Um, yep. I mean, you know, I know people were scared of the busloads of Antifa uh, that were supposedly roaming the countryside looking to uh, burninate the villages and rape and plunder your daughters. But um, this guy, this guy is like, he's a piece of work, man. He is a piece of work. I don't understand. I. I'm just saying I'm glad that he I'm glad he at least changed it to Saturday. You know, if his people want to get together and that's how, how he wants to hold his clan rally, that's dope. Yeah. You know, because Tulsa, I got no love for Tulsa anyway, so I don't I don't really care. And if that's I mean, that's I've been dope. to Oklahoma and I don't I'm, need to go back. <laughs> I have a friend from uh, a little tiny town called Pahuska in Oklahoma. But these are good people, like sure. literally good people. I've been in their house, you know. Uh, close family friend, if I'm being honest, yeah. but I mean, and that's why I don't, I, yo, Trump's a racist. I mean, if people are, I watch his, his so-called like conversation in, in Dallas, 
like last week. Mm-hmm. He's got five black people to his left that are Republicans. And I, I'm going to say two things because like, there's two things that are just blowing my mind. How on, how can you be black and support this guy? Like I'm being honest. Like I, it's I, beyond I, me. I mean, how can you be a lot of things and support this guy? But yeah, yeah. I mean, black is definitely one of them. That's got to be up on the list. That's like, very high. I mean, because there's black no and way. Christian. I mean, honestly, like the, those are yeah, those are those, two pretty. <laughs> yeah, how can you? How can you be a a Christian and support this guy? Like this whole, like what is an evangelical anyway? You know. Uh. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a good question. I certainly have my definition of of what I think most uh, even, and not even necessarily like practice practitioners, but uh, you know the people who lead those evangelical churches. We've talked about I think Jerry Falwell and uh, Pat Robertson and all of those lovely lovely folks on television. Television, Joel Austin, what a piece of shit. Um, and yeah, I mean that when I think evangelical like that's that's the first thing that comes to mind mega church and scam essentially dude christians need to get a better marketing like agency man because we've we've got like this problem and first of, i'm gonna all right here's a tirade <laughs> i'm just gonna go off that yo you cannot be black and support this dude there's no way like there's i mean you can't tell me like how that, how you can rationalize that with yourself. I mean, I can't, I, I, I just can't understand like, and I get if you're a Republican and I, I understand what the old Republican party used to, you know, the Reagan Republican party used to believe. And I get that. Yeah. I, I, I get that. That's probably the, this is not the Republican Party. This is not the GOP. This is the this is the Trump Party. Yeah. And you're signing off on that dude. And I'm not trying to question you're you're still black, but you I mean, you got to look back and remember where you came from too. You know, I feel bad for Tim Scott trying to hold it down for this dude. Like seriously, he's got to do his job as a, a Republican senator. Yep. The only black Republican senator. And like and he's not if I'm being honest, he's got he's not riding the fence, but he's got a foot in the in the pool of like, yeah, I got to keep, you know, keep my, you know, there are some constituents that may appreciate something of what he's saying. So I can respect that. But if I'm being honest, like he's not hiding his blackness either, yeah. like kind of calling him out on a soft level. I, res- I respect that to a degree, but you cannot be black like Ben Carson. I don't know anymore, dude. Evangelicals, which God are you serving? Like, if that's if that's your moniker you're going with, you're an evangelical Christian or these quote unquote born again Christians. Which Bible are you reading? Uh, I mean, but we can't pretend like this is new, right? I mean, you're there right. have been like these evangelical, you know. I mean, especially here, right in the South, like. I mean, Bible thumpers who were slave owners and who fought for the Confederacy, like, that's, <laughs> that was pretty much par for the course. Like, I mean, anywhere in the South, 
you know? It, and, blows, it blows my mind, man. It's like, which I, I do believe that even though we don't have a, um, a state religion, this country for the Christians in this country, they worship multiple gods. They don't worship God with a big G. They worship multiple gods with a little G. And I just, I don't rock with that, man. I, I've, you know, um, and then to not say anything, like, how can you say that you believe in like Yeshua, Jesus Christ, the Jewish carpenter, you know, and not speak against things that are wrong? This guy did a whole lot of talking about things that were wrong of oppressed people back in his day. So I just call them all a bunch of liars and hypocrites. Yeah. I, uh, I there was a, because I, I, you know, everything is a joke. Not really. This is not a joke, but uh, there was a, some meme, you know, and it was a picture of Jesus flipping over one of the money changing tables at, you know, one of the temples. Um, and it had the quote, you know, something about, uh, you know, uh, make your protest peaceful, uh, in response to the looting and rioting. And it's like, I mean, even Jesus, right? Like dude who preaches forgiveness and, and essentially like as a huge pacifist was like, nah, there are times where you essentially got to put your foot down and show people that, you know, this isn't cool. Yeah. Right, Right is right. And wrong is wrong. Yeah. And you have to understand that and you have to fight for what's right. Yep. Even if it is just to party. I mean, <laughs> only you did. <laughs> I mean, when you when you look at like things that you know evangelicals and quote unquote born again Christians talk about, like the Sermon on the Mount, they didn't even read it. Yeah, it's like, do you know who he was talking to? Do you know that he was pretty not okay with the Pharisees? <laughs> do you, do you understand that the people in power that were manipulating people to get ahead in life? You know that Jesus was kind of like, nah, you're a bunch of vipers. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, so it just it blows my mind, man. And I, I I'm embarrassed for them. I'm embarrassed of people that really believe what they're saying. I, I'll pray for them, and I hope that they can really like, you know, profess one thing and do the same thing, as opposed to profess one thing and do something completely opposite. Like I told you before, these are the same people that turn their back and call me a in five seconds. Yeah. Uh, so I don't, I'm super skeptical. <laughs> right. Well, and that's, you know, I think that's one of the things for me is it's like the, that the people who still believe Trump, you know, like if that's uh, to some degree, it's like, I almost feel sad for you that you are so, I mean, obviously so broken inside that you can hate somebody else just because they're different from you. And then when somebody like him gets up there and says that stuff that you're willing to stand there and go, no, what he's saying is right. Like, that's how we should be treating each other. I deserve to be way up here and everybody else is just a piece of shit. Donald Trump doesn't care about no anybody but Donald Trump. Man. Not a one. I don't know why people aren't even hip to that. Like, he doesn't care about the people that go to these rallies. He just wants somebody there to stroke his ego. Yeah. You think he cares if every single one of them gets coronavirus and dies? No. As long as they don't get tested for it, he won't care. 
Yeah, that's his new thing now. We keep having so many cases because we keep testing for it. No, idiot. Those are just the people that are fortunate enough to go get a test. Yeah. You think you think the tests are, are causing the coronavirus? Like, like how dumb are you? Yeah. So, yeah, I I don't know what an, I don't know what an evangelical is. I don't know what a born again like Mike Pence. Same thing. This guy. He's got one more game to talk about what he read in the Bible. Like, you need to read the entire chapter, bro. You need to, like, break that down and, like, put it on your forehead because you're missing it. Yeah. Uh, it's just embarrassing, man. It's, it's, I understand why people don't believe in the American God with a little G. The American Christian God, I totally get why people don't rock with it. I totally understand why people don't want to go to church. I totally understand why people don't believe in, the American God, because the American God's a punk. He's and... a money grubbing capitalist. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's like I hate to say it, but that's what it really boils down to. Is it's like, I mean, you you, you have people who are just shysters, and they you know latch on to. I mean, I I watched not that long ago Book of Eli, mm-hmm. uh, with Denzel Washington. It's Great. one of those movies when it came out. I really wanted to watch it. I never mm-hmm. got around to it. Finally did. And I thought the message from that film was was spectacular. Like in the way that it was delivered where it's like, you know, his whole goal was, I mean, a, the, the twist at the end was fantastic. But <laughs> like his goal of not allowing that the book, right, the scripture, to fall into the wrong hands. That ultimately, it didn't matter what it took. Like, he was going to see his mission through. And, you know, the the fact that, the you know, Gary Oldman character, like, understood the power of that. And that people would literally do whatever he told them to if he was the only one who had access to the book. Think about the Gutenberg press and what that did to uh, the reformation of the church, right? When, when the priests were the only ones that could quote unquote, read the Bible. Um, when you look at, you know, what Martin Luther did with the whole Protestant movement and, you know, the, the, the priests quote unquote, were the only ones that could do like to do confession the right way. And, and you actually start to read the Bible for yourself and understand the things that Jesus was actually teaching. You knock down the whole system. The same way you can do that is the same way you can manipulate the system. When you look at the abolitionists back in the times, uh, you know, early in in our history, when they started to like wake up, whoa, this is wrong. Slavery is wrong. Only a certain majority of the country believed that. The rest were just stuck in their own ways. So the American gods, there are multiple. Mm -hmm. They're not the the God of the way, which is what they referred to Christians back in the day. And they, they could always say, well, they didn't, they didn't call them Christians back then. They were just, they were followers of the way. And you could tell by what they did, what they talked about, you know, how they love people, how they, you know, persevered even through persecution. Tell me, show me an American that even understands that. We have our American fast food Christianity yeah. and it's wrong. I think I asked you on a previous episode if they were going to, in in light of the coronavirus, switch to drive-through communion. And now that takes on a brand new connotation. 
I mean, I'm sure you've seen the pictures of the priests uh, squirting uh, yeah. babies with squirt guns of holy water to baptize them. <laughs> For all that's holy, man. Like <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's embarrassing, man. Like it, it's not. I don't know. If, it just pisses me off, man. Because there's so many people out there uh, that, in my opinion are searching for what's missing within themselves. And the way that we have, again, repackaged something, right? We've even, we've even separated our so-called faith into something that puts power over other people. Especially for people that say they're professing Christians, that's the exact opposite of what Christianity is. So, yeah, that, and I, I, yeah, that's probably something I'll I'll probably write more about because it just blows my mind, man. I just don't I don't get it, man. I, I don't. Yeah. But I do. Like like I said before, I don't I don't hope in man because man is fallible, right? And man man is not capable of doing these things by his self or herself. And I just I don't believe that's possible. But I have to have hope in like my God the, with a big G, right? And doesn't mean I'm going to be perfect, but I can try my best to live to the things I know are true that I've seen in my life. And that's it. I'm not going to try to convert anybody, but hopefully somebody like, yeah, that guy's not such a bad cat. You know, what, what is it about him that is different? Cause, because we all do that, right? We all want to be like Mike. We all want to be like LeBron. We all want to be like, you know, Russell Wilson or whoever it may be. Yeah. Um, but we, we want to be have better. our role models, right? Yeah. Like those people that we look up to. And But we definitely want to be better than any quarterback that's ever, you know, thrown the ball in San Diego. But yeah. <laughs> at least they won't be throwing there anymore. <laughs> no, but but we all so I don't know. I could talk about this for hours. Cause it just real it's one of those race and religion are two things that are like probably probably my hot buttons. No. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the third thing is just like the the ignorance that we allow in politics yeah i mean uh, let's be honest the majority of the time spent on this podcast are probably talking about politics race or religion one of those three things i mean sports and technology come in uh social media we rant on that quite a lot Uh, (laughs) pop culture because nothing is is anything unless i can make a pop culture reference to it somehow (laughs) And I had to like Google what what is he talking about? What is he talking about? Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those those are definitely the three that we talk about the most for sure. But I think I mean I, I love it, right? Because those are also what those are like the three things you're also never supposed to talk about with people, right? It's right. like the rules, right? You never talk about politics or religion at the dinner table. And it's like these are the best conversations you and I have are when we get into these quote unquote uncomfortable subjects and are just honest with each other while also being open-minded, you know, like understanding we have our foundational beliefs that are very unlikely if, you know, not quote unquote impossible to change, but we can be open to the fact that there are other ways to live your life and, you know, appreciate and see those differences in each other. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm not an apologist for Christianity. I'm just a real Christian. <laughs> so to be clear, just, you're not an apologist for anything. 
Yeah, it's just like I, I in case don't anybody want. was somehow confused <laughs> on that subject, or maybe you decided episode twenty-two was when you were going to jump into the Chris and Andre show. In which case, welcome. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm definitely not an apologist, but I, I definitely think that you know we can't we cannot pretend that we're this uh, this great country. Like the last thing on this topic, because I, I just need I think I need a break on it, but. Yeah. This guy in uh in the UK, they've had their um, their protest, and a, a right wing counter protester got separated from his group, and a group of black guys like literally saved this dude's life because they were swarming kid. And anyway, long story short, they got a lot of press. They did an interview on CNN, and the reporter was asked the journalist, no, I'm sorry. The host was asking questions. So I had to the TV personality. Call. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Well, okay." I, she was being more of a host at the moment, yep. so I'll, I'll be respectful. And um, the guy made a comment. He goes, "Yeah, I picked him up because it was the right thing to do, and because I, you know, took him to the police, and you know, trying to, you know." He goes, "That's something your police should learn in your country." And I was like, yo, everybody's taking shots at us, but they're not wrong. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's kind of the hard thing in all of this, right? Is I mean, and yeah, we can we can wrap this up, but it's I think America, right, uh has enjoyed a level of moral superiority even if only in our own mind uh for and, quite some time. And I think for a lot of people, probably China and Russia especially, um, they are loving this, you know, North Korea is probably not far behind, um, that, you know, we have a moron for a president who is only stoking, you know, further, uh, divisiveness amongst the country and proving just how awful we can be right. When we have just a complete shit show for, right. you know, uh, our guiding leader, I guess, which is fuck not what he is. Um. Yeah, like they're loving this. They're absolutely loving this, and we we can't sit back and pretend like they're wrong. You know, right. um, that we are this majestic country, and that we don't have all of these warts that we need to fix. And as long as we are open to doing that as a country, like we can get better, right? And maybe. The goal shouldn't be to get back to this level of moral superiority, but to, again, not cast, you know, shade on others, but rather just say, hey, if you want to be as successful as we are, do like we do. Right. And hopefully that means that we're being good to each other and that we've figured out how to fix a number of the systems that are broken right now and not just treat the symptoms. Yeah, and we're about to go into this whole another you know broken system, which which is our economy. You know, uh, Walmart, <laughs> good old Walmart. They found the solution: um, <laughs> fire everybody and replace them with robots. Because then, wait, who's going to shop there? I, I told you, man. One of my biggest fears was people are going to figure out ways to not have employees. Yep. I mean, gonna... that's, yeah, I mean, that's exactly where they're at. You know, I know um, McDonald's has introduced all of their, you know, computerized ordering machines to the point where certain locations that I've been, they'll have a person come up and use the ordering machine to place the order to basically guide you through it because people, A, are too stupid to figure it out themselves 
and B, the company doesn't want anybody standing up at the front register, so they'd rather have them out in the lobby, <laughs> which makes no sense. But I, I, you know, um, yeah, I, I could. Well, I know I mean, we don't have to get into that one, but yeah, but I, I tell you what, man, I, I'm afraid about what's going to happen to our. I mean, so even within that same realm, we've got the Ebola. Yeah, it, yeah, that's right. Walmart had, or was it Ebola or E. coli? I'm sorry. I was like, man, I was like, I think Ebola came back. I missed that one. No, uh, the E. coli and the beef at Walmart. Yeah, one of their suppliers uh, was like rampant, uh, apparently, which is uh, <clears throat> just another reason not to eat beef. Not, not trying to, you know, call it out, but our... hashtag beef. It's not what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag yo. It's all broke. It's like we're. we're... <laughs> it's broke, man. Like uh, I, I don't, I don't know if. Um... All right, two things. One, I don't. I'm concerned that we're going to watch our economy, like the marketplace economy, get dismantled, without making the necessary adjustments to, like you know compensate for that example walmart right mm -hmm. um i hear also starbucks is they're actually closing 400 locations across the country yep. and converting them to like uh i guess more like a walk-up service um ish what is that? or dry it means that pretty much in economies of scale yeah. <laughs> when things break you have to go back to efficiency but so is a walk-up service like serve yourself like, uh no like a uh so imagine all their freestanding locations yep. going bye-bye okay you're gonna find more like starbucks inside of other locations you're gonna oh, find oh got you got you so like the harris teeters and the targets yeah. and stuff like that okay <laughs> yeah good luck with that yeah so, i mean as someone uh i mean i don't you know, I used to work for Starbucks like 10 years ago, so I don't mind talking about Starbucks at this point. Um, I loved working at Starbucks for part of the time that I was there. Um, it was right kind of as they were probably peaking and starting to come down in terms of being like this great company to work for and all these benefits and everything. And uh, it was right around the time that they started hiring fast food managers to come in and run the Starbucks. I just want to clarify that I do not have any issues with people who manage fast food restaurants, I had a bad experience with one person. And for a long time that did soil my, <laughs> my thoughts on those people. But, um, I've learned that, you know, you can't let one bad person, you know, ruin everybody else's reputation, I guess. <laughs> the exception being Donald Trump. Yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, that guy's a dick and he's ruining all of our reputations. Just yeah. by existing. The fact that the human race hasn't wiped them off the planet yet means that whoever's watching, you know, is kind of like, God, you guys, really? Four years? F I gave you four years and you still, you still got this guy in charge. Yeah. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Um, but yeah, like when I worked there at Starbucks, they had, their their whole thing was like, you know, the standalone stores are our bread and butter, right? Like everything else, if if you can't walk into it without walking into some other part of a of a building, like then it is not an actual Starbucks. 
It is a licensed store that is licensed to proudly serve Starbucks coffee. Right. And that was the distinction that you could always note. Now, here over the last several years, that's certainly gotten a lot murkier with Target and Harris Teeter and their other relationships there, because I think that those are much more of like a hybrid between those two. Right. They're not complete standalones, but they are, you know, essentially because I think like Harris Teeter kind of manages the the people and the, you know, the hours and, and everything there. But yeah, it's, it's uh, the fact that they're going to be closing their, their standalone stores is, I mean, I, I, I understand it, you know, like from, because it means that you don't have to support all that stuff on your own. You have a built-in market, right? Right. But I think Less it also points to the fact that they had way too many freaking stores to begin with. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> they had way too many. They were they were opening up a new Starbucks at one point, like two or three a week for like two years. I was like, wow, that's. I don't think yeah. I know there's a lot of money in coffee, but there's not that much money. I mean, but our economy, it's like uh, you know, uh, I, I know that Donald was excited about the the unemployment numbers the week before last. Mm -hmm. Those and we all the the reporting that came after that was it was a farce. So it's not true. Uh, furloughs have increased. Uh, unemployment claims have increased. I don't know what's about to happen, but it's not whatever it is. It's not going to be pretty. No, it's uh, really not. You know, I, I, um, I, I, I think we've been, you know, the the, I think we've been treading water at this point. Yeah. You know, and there is, I don't see a life preserver <laughs> that is getting thrown to all of these furloughed and unemployed people anytime soon. I mean, you can't just keep pumping out stimulus checks and expect those people to keep their heads above water. Yeah. To basically live off of that. Like that's not going to do it. And the fact that there is still like no talk about some sort of infrastructure or plan to create, you know, work. And even if it's hiring private companies to do some of the work there, right. To like, pump money into the private sector it doesn't all have to be government funded but like we don't need to pump any more money into the private sector well uh, yeah they, they took trillions of dollars already yeah they're they're good um but even then, I don't like, then find the small businesses right the small local businesses in those areas most of those are freaking restaurants yeah that's the problem and they're all closed like, <laughs> yeah. i read a report today that uh i think it was Forty percent of the restaurants closed in Raleighway County aren't going to reopen again. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of call that one too. Is that most of these guys aren't? They're not coming back. Yep. So, good I luck mean, in, in let's be honest, right? That market has been grossly oversaturated for a long time. Like the yeah. restaurant industry, that's part of the reason that so many of them fail is because right. there, there's just not the, the the demand the demand for it that they that people think there is, and it's you know it's always well. I've got the great idea, right? I'm going to be, I've, I'm the one who's figured out what. I'll the, say to all of them, you're not the vegan community kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Your menu sucks. Like you have not, like I went there last week, dude, and I waited an hour for my food. That's how, no, no eating service at all. Yep. So, all right. I, you know, hats off to the vegan community kitchen. Yeah. They're going to be okay. But everybody else, like, stop opening freaking restaurants. Yeah. Like, I, I get the fascination with it. Number one, 
it's hard work. It's seven days a week. Number two, it's seven days a week. Number three, there's little to no reward when the economy goes to crap. Right. Well, and I mean, even when the economy isn't in the crap, right? Like, I mean, it's not, you have to work so hard to manage your costs because ultimately that's what's driving your profit. And right. if you have, if you are inefficient in the wrong area, especially food costs, right? That will kill you. Absolutely kill you. Say bye bye now. I mean, I've watched enough Bar Rescue and Gordon Ramsay to know, like, <laughs> when the freezer is full of food, the people are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I, I don't know, I, I don't know, um, and I think a lot of uh, middle class, um, white collar jobs are going bye bye. So because unfortunately, a lot of these companies have figured out. Well, actually, two things are going to happen. One, I figured out how to do the same job with less people, or two. I can't keep the lights on. So what do you think the chances are then that, um, you know, World War Three is what ultimately saves the American economy as we have to go back to building bombers and other. Um... <laughs> so for those of you that haven't been paying attention i'm sure by the time this airs um something else ridiculous will have happened because i mean jesus it seems like two weeks ago we were talking about murder hornets and now we're back to world war three like what is this third season of loss where we don't even know what's going on like anyways uh north korea got mad at south korea because they were letting some north korean defectors apparently via balloons and messages in bottles yes that's right the police inspired their rebellion. Um, thank you, Sting. <laughs> that they were sending anti-North Korea propaganda north of the, or up like into the demilitarized zone, I guess. So in response, North Korea said, we're going to blow up a building. I, I don't advocate war, but dude, North Korea is playing with, Dude, they want an ass whooping is what it seems like. Now, my question is, Do North we have Korea and China are supposed to be pretty close. It, so yeah. is this China saying, oh, look what's going on in the U.S. right now. They've got massive protests. They've got, you know, Trump is coming up on most likely the end of his term. This is the perfect time to sow further discontent. Let's uh, set off a war between North and South Korea and see what the U.S. does. Wow, you that's a that's a pretty I mean, dude, I'm telling you, I'm the conspiracy theorist guy. Yeah. But sometimes you kind of listen there and you're like, well, there's a reason that there's so many conspiracy theories. <laughs> there's actually a major Chinese city right across the bay from North Korea. Yeah. And um that that's very that's why I was like, hmm, that's that's plausible. But and well, and China is one of the few people, not few people, but one of the few countries that has seemed to have any real influence over North Korea, you know, I think yeah, because of their size and proximity, North Korea kind of understands like, yeah, we can go fuck with South Korea and we can even yell, you know, across the ocean at the United States, but we don't really want to start pissing off, you know. Well, the Chinese, <laughs> actually, that's their only trade partner. Right. So it's like, yeah, you can't bite the hand that feeds you, right? Exactly. Um, but I mean, so in that same vein, I mean, as much as I know, I mean, and I don't think it would take much, right, to encourage what? 
Kim but Jong Un and his sister to blow up a building. Really, but... What if they're really trying to get at uh, the U.S. Right. What if, what if? Let's say that's true. Or we can't forget the fact that uh, Kim Jong Un lies just as much as Donald Trump. Yeah. Let's just say because a, a week ago he basically said that he doesn't care about the relationship with the U.S. Yeah. So what if he just said, screw it, I'm just going to do it because I want to. And what are they going to do? Right. I mean, that's, I think this is a big kind of like, where is the U.S. right now? Right. This is, this is a test the waters. It's, and it could, you know, whether it's just North Korea doing it or, because I really do think that there's some other kind of push maybe coming from China or, you know, something along those lines to kind of just see like, Let's test and see what their response is. You know, is is Trump the law and order president that he claims? And is he going to destroy a huge military force in South threw Korea? I my mouth when you said that. Don't ever say I'm that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he builds, he builds himself as the wartime president. You're the guy you want. I'm the guy you want in charge when we're at war because I'm going to make the tough decisions. Like, send he in all the black people first. Yeah, he dodged the draft. First oh, of yeah. All, Do you see his speech at West Point, by the way? I just saw him like waddle down the stairs. Oh, and my goodness. And it. then, you know, essentially unprompted. I know that the media love to talk about it. But yeah. I mean, really, like if you had any <laughs> self-confidence, like <laughs> he looked like a toddler. He did. But I let somebody said something because he kind of like shifted in his stance when he's talked about Vietnam and they said his bone spurs must have been acting yeah. up when he talked about Vietnam. <laughs> oh man, what a what a chump, man. He, like you can't even respect that guy, man. Like Yeah. Trump the chump was was another uh alternate title uh name for the last one <laughs> i felt like all of our titles had been very political lately so i was like we'll go with something a little bit less uh <laughs> in your face yeah. he's such a chump man i, I can't like this guy waddled down this <laughs> he looked like one of my kids when they were learning how to walk you know it was so hilarious and the glass of water i yeah. was like i i mean <laughs> did you see <laughs> he got it here and then he, it's like he went, you're not getting me this time. Two hands. <laughs> That's how a normal person drinks. I mean, it was more awkward than Mark Zuckerberg in front of the freaking Congress. Like, trying you know, whatever. Stop. Like, <laughs> beep, borp, beep, borp. I am not a robot. Like, I mean, but seriously, like, I, I there's. People have been concerned from day one that there's something not right with him. You know, and that he has basically just been hiding it and that everybody around him it just enables him constantly. You know, I think there's other people who play it off as like this is his this is his deal. Like this is his his game that he plays, right? And I'm like, so the game that he plays is to constantly make himself look like a moron so that when everybody calls him out for looking like a moron, he can go, see, they're so mean. They all call me a moron when I act like a moron, but I'm not really a moron. They're the morons for thinking I'm a moron. Morons. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a chump, man. I can't I literally can't take him seriously, but I don't think World War Three is the answer, man. Like, first of all, 
North Korea is not really a threat to us. They're more of a threat to their neighbors. Yeah. And really, the only neighbor they're really a threat to is South Korea. And that won't even get very far because I, I can't imagine his troops being able to go longer than 10 miles because they're also malnutritioned. Uh, yeah. So, um, and that's, that's a, another crisis against humanity right there. Like that whole country should not be allowed to be a thing. <laughs> so I don't I know. Mean, how I, there, I was having that, that thought as I was kind of reading and listening to some of the stuff about, you know, what's been going on there lately. And, you know, the fact that this is essentially because they felt like South Korea wasn't doing enough, you know, to stop these defectors. But it's like at the same time in South Korea, they have freedom of speech. Right. Like they're a very liberal democracy. And so if the, you know, Korean government, South Korean government sat down and said, well, you can't send, you know, messages on balloons up into the sky. Like the people aren't just going to be like, oh, that's cool. No, we understand, you know, because North Korea is so reasonable that <laughs> we'll be reasonable and not do that because they're obviously, you know, yeah. But, but it's like, I agree. Like at the same time, it's like, how is North Korea allowed to exist? You know, like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see, and it's not the U.S.'s problem. That's more like a global problem, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, and so that was going to be the other thing I was going to say is, you know, China and, or if, okay, so it's North Korea, and if China is involved in this in any way, should remember that the United States is not the only country out there, you know? Right. Like, I know our relationship with everybody else isn't great, but there's plenty of other people that are, I believe invested in, you know, have a vested interest in South Korea, South Korea and maintaining that as a, you know, freestanding democracy that they're not going to just sit back and watch North Korea and whoever else decides to back them. Roll well, you know, funny though, we almost did. We almost let the Korean war go South. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, if I'm being honest, so, and we didn't really, of course, we didn't really win that war. No, uh, or just like we didn't win the Vietnam War, you know? Right. I mean, but, and that was the same deal, right? I, that was, yeah. and the Korean War was a big reason why we got involved in the Vietnam War. Right. Because so, they went, well, it's the same basic thing, so I guess we got to go over here too now. It's, I mean, it's like legal precedent, essentially. <laughs> it's military precedent. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I hope that we don't try to. It must be the same thing with all of the, you know, uh, communist leaders in South America that they overthrow and replace with uh, right-leaning dictators, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, this is the this is what we've always done, and we're not about changing anything up right now. Uh, so we're just going to keep overthrowing completely legitimate communists. You know, people. it's funny though when you say that. I I keep thinking back when Trump was like, "I'm not wearing a mask." You know, when I meet with you know, prime ministers and dictators. I was like, whoa, All right. If you can acknowledge they're dictators, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. If you're purpose, you know, purposely meeting with dictators, what, what does that say about your uh, foreign policy? Yep. I mean, you know, the whole thing, right. He met face to face with Kim Jong-un and that was from his, you know, standpoint billed as look at what it, I'm the first one to do this. Look at me. And what has it done? Nothing. Well, the Somebody should have said, you know why nobody's met with him? Because we don't want to legitimize his stupidity. Right. 
because he's a batshit crazy little pissant and he doesn't deserve to be legitimized on the global scale. And that's exactly what Trump did when he went over there. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's part of it is I, I, it's, it's amazing to me that someone who supposedly, well, who had the book, uh, the art of the deal ghost written for him, I assume, um, (laughs) you know, like that he doesn't get how much he's just been played for the last four years. By people in his own party, right? They have played him to use him for their own advantages and to essentially push through whatever other crap they wanted by allowing him to be the crazy piece of shit that he is. And then the rest of the foreign governments that are sitting here going like, <laughs> watch this. <laughs> I mean, we- like, again, right? Everybody that says China's got this big conspiracy and released the coronavirus, like, I mean... I, we know that that's where it came from. I don't think that it necessarily got out on purpose, but I'm sure that they weren't sitting there going, man, we better call the U.S. first. You know, because <laughs> you know that they were sitting there going, dude, that guy's a freaking moron. Like, think about how, how hard a time we're having, and we have right. literally control over everybody in this country. And now Beijing is on the uh, rise with cases. Yep. So my, yeah, I think the, the United States has just had a substitute teacher for like the last four years and that might be the best analogy <laughs> that i've heard yet and we went buck wild man we just like started throwing stuff in class and you know putting glue on people's seats and like, giving dude, everybody we wedgies yeah we, we just like lost our minds because he's not paying attention he's got his like back turned um i can't believe it but it's just like sister act two <laughs> <laughs> explain well at the school right all the kids are acting up they got their boom boxes out they're they're dancing and laughing in class and you just can't have that type of attitude if you're gonna be a parochial school and so sister mary clarence has to show up and she has to put her foot down but what happens first is she gets glued to her seat <laughs> but we didn't glue trump to a seat no <laughs> well that's the problem is that because it took that moment for her to realize, like, no, 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 I got to turn this around on them. Oh, okay. You know what I've noticed? Donald's got tells. Have you noticed that? I'm sure he's a terrible poker player. Yeah. So when he lies, right? Yeah. He crosses his arms. And he's like, there. he'll pause before he starts talking. And then he'll use the many or so many people thing. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's frustrated, not only does he cross his arms, but he'll turn his whole body away from you. So I've been, wa- like, I've been studying the Donald. I'm like, this guy, how's he going to write this? When you said the art of the deal, I'm like, man, I would take all of his money. But see, that's what I'm saying is like, there's no way that dude actually wrote that book. No, well, one, he can't, he probably can't write. Yeah. More than like his name, his name. Um, two, I don't think he's intelligent, man. No. Like I, I know he went to college, but, you know, know, I feel about, like, the difference between book smarts and actually being smart. Seriously. I mean, I I know he he can't, he's a, (sighs) Donald Trump is not a good business person. So I don't know why people, like, bought that line, man. Like, it's just, ah. like, do your homework. (laughs) What has he done well? Yeah. Like, nothing. Anyway, so, but, yeah, I don't want to give that guy too much energy. I know he's mad because uh, somebody's going to write a book about or they're going to, John Bolton's going to release his book. 
Yeah. And dude is having a temper tantrum. Big time. Yeah, I was I saw some stuff on that. Um so that'll definitely be interesting. I'll buy that book. I will totally buy it. I will totally buy it. <laughs> because I just want to see like what did we miss? Like but then the people that support this clown, man, they they got to feel like I don't know if they're def- well, actually I think there's a few groups in that whole segment. One, people that are just racist. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm being honest. Yes. They're just racist. There are people who are just straight up racist. Yes. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Then, well, well, I mean, really. No, I mean, I know. I, I, what, I, which is more deadlier, the snake that's like sneaking up on you in the grass or the yeah. one you can see, right? Right. <laughs> the devil you know or the devil you don't, right? Yeah. So I, I can't justify their being, their, uh, their feelings, but then there's people that don't really know. They just, they're part of the, they, they think they're part of the Republican party and they're going to be ride or die. I will never vote Democrat again, or I will never vote Democrat. Okay. And then there's the ones that I think they're just like bandwagon voters or they, they're just so uninformed about what they're doing. And I, this is not me taking on an, an elitist like point of view on this. Yeah. It's just like I I don't really support more than forty percent of what Joe Biden's saying. Right. But I'd rather go with my forty percent level of confidence than like negative four hundred and twenty five percent. I was going to be generous and just say zero, but I like that you took it way way farther than that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think. Right. It's, it's one of those things where, and it, right. We, we got into it. We got into these discussions. I think we've been getting into these discussions for a long time where it's the, well, you know, your guy did it too. Right. Or, right. you know, it's like people who, when people pointed out stuff that Trump was doing and it's like, well, Obama was doing, president Obama was doing the same thing, you know, and you didn't say anything four years ago. And I love John Mulaney's line about it where it's like, well, yeah, because that guy seemed like he was generally good at his job. And <laughs> I'm lazy. And so when somebody seems like they're good at their job, I generally just kind of leave it to them until they prove otherwise. You know? <laughs> um, which I think is kind of true, but it's just like, I, I don't, I just, I'm, I'm so at a loss for how anybody can sit there and support him at this point. But I think you're right. Like there are a lot of people who just kind of, I like this. I just back and forth all the time with whichever direction the media or the wind or whatever it is happens to be blowing that they ultimately, you know, don't, they don't get it, you know, and they don't care and they don't take the time to actually educate themselves enough. And yeah, and you know, that's, when you say education, it becomes the elitist argument. Right. <laughs> and I'm, and I just want to be like super clear. If this dude can literally say, we cannot paint or should not. And I'm paraphrasing, but along these lines, we cannot paint millions of Americans as racist. Right. I would be the first one to say, Oh yes, we can. Yeah. Uh, I'm right there with you. Absolutely. There are millions of racist Americans. Yes. If there's 350 million plus yeah. people that live here, there are at least one point zero 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 one million. Yeah. <laughs> So technically millions, but yeah. I'll even round it up and just say there's at least 2 million racist people in this country. 
Yes. So I can definitely say there are racist people here. And I can say that I'd rather, if I'm being honest, I'd rather them all get out of the closet. Yeah. Like, dude, don't hide. Like, I want to see your face. I, I don't want you, to, I don't even want you to change your views. Only in let, only if you say that you're a Christian. That, like, you got to pick, pick a side. Like, if we're, we all read the same book, some of us probably with glasses and some of us with, without. But didn't the Bible say that God created man in his own image? Because if you say that's not true, that means you believe in evolution. And oops, evangel- evangelical, you're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> like, you can't have it both ways. Like, it said God, man was creating God's image. So, if we're all creating God's image, how can you not like one person like the same as you like the other person? Right. Do you believe in evolution? No? Oh, okay. I just want to make sure because, again, that's why I, I struggle. It's like, hey, help me understand. Which, which I know you're praying to a God. <laughs> I know you're reading a version of God's book. Yeah. But do you understand what God was saying? Well, I think, you know, it's like with my six-year-old, right? Uh, she has this wonderful practice of what I like to call selective you hearing. Six-year-old. What? <laughs> You keep calling grown people six-year-olds. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. When you act like a six-year-old, I'm going to treat you like a goddamn six-year-old. That's no. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I've been stuck inside a house with nothing but a six-year-old and my lovely girlfriend and my <laughs> sweet dog uh, and my two psychotic cats. But yeah, the six-year-old is the one who's really been pushing a lot of buttons lately. So that's what I have the most to relate to. Um, okay. Like, where was I going with that? Because <laughs> it was going to be good. What was it? it was uh, We were talking about people. Like, I don't know. I just threw you off. Oh, I you was, did, but I that's okay. Saying, I was saying, like, you can't believe in God and then say that people are, you're better than other people if we're all created in the same image. Yeah. Well. Unless you believe in evolution, which that'll... That would break a lot of, of evangelicals, actually. Yes, yeah, it would. I I wish that I could remember what it was because I'm pretty sure it was going to be downright hilarious. But I, you know what? The fact that I related them to six year olds again is is good that's enough funny for me. To you. That's, that's, that's good funny. enough. We'll just uh, we'll we'll leave it at that. You know, it's uh, it's <laughs> like the funniest thing. It's like you know what? When I talk to my six year old, <laughs> I don't have to say the same thing twice. You know? <laughs> no, I have to say it seven times. Oh man, we can just like tear somebody's whole adult <laughs> down to like you know what you have in common with a six year old? You know what though? Like, I'm sorry. That that is true though. Don't act like a fucking six year old and I won't treat you like a six year old. Like, I mean that's true with my six year old. Like the reason I treat her like a six year old is because she acts like one. That's when true. she acts like an adult, I treat her more like an adult and I give her more freedoms and responsibilities. And then she bitches about the responsibilities. And I'm like, uh, that sounds like, a, like an adult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get promoted. What? But I don't want to work for it. I want to work too hard, though. That's, I've been that's... here six months. How have I not gotten promoted yet? What am I, I just... supposed to put on Instagram? <laughs> It's it's uh, it's okay. You're fired. You can go look for another job. Yeah. <laughs> How oh. am I supposed to go find a better job if you won't promote me? 
Dude, there was there was something else that somebody told. Oh, when Cuomo told uh, Trump pretty much shut up and go to your room. What was it? Um, he did. Oh. He had something where he, he told him like, yeah, which is hilarious because I swear not, but a couple of weeks before that, in our Jimmy the Greeking that we always love to do, I made some reference to. You know, go be quiet in the corner and the, the adults will let you know when we're ready to have you come back to the table. <laughs> we're just Jimmy the Greek and all over this guy. It's it's amazing, man. I, I just don't. I know that he thinks in his mind he's going to win the election. And I Apparently, know there's a lot of people that think that. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but there's a lot. Of, there are a number of people outside of Washington, D.C. and the GOP that think that, that like they're predicting a landslide victory and i think they're predicting that because they have to yeah i think there's so i think there's a couple of things going on one i mean we haven't had a one-term president since george h bush but all right and that is the reason I, i point that out is because george w bush um had very low approval ratings going into the second his second you know his re-election term um I'm just going to go out on a limb here and let everybody that's listening know George W. Bush and Donald Trump are on two completely different levels. Like Donald Trump couldn't lick George W. Bush's boots. Yeah. Like he doesn't deserve that privilege. And I'm not a guy that says everything George W. Bush did was right or, you know, even a lot of it necessarily. But like, it's just. (laughs) Even our even our recent history president of uh, presidents, yeah. he's by far the worst. He is. He really is. I mean, I, I, how far back do you have to go to find a worse president? I mean, even uh, Nixon, like, yeah, Nixon uh, is probably the closest. Yeah, I would give you that. Right. I mean, he's the only other president. Well, no, because Clinton was impeached. Clinton was. Yeah, Clinton was, but he was a douchebag too. Yeah. I'm still under. I'm bitter. No, I know. But yeah, the GOP, I know they got to get over themselves with that. It's just like, no, dude, like, yeah, that's not a thing. It's not a thing that, I mean, people are paying attention to what's going on. I just like, if you are the GOP, is that what you want? I know that they were trying to like, they were trying to actually change the platform message. Sure. And Donald, wasn't having it. He's like, I got elected on these on, on yep. this platform before, and that's how I'll get reelected. And oh, he is one hundred percent sticking to his guns, but yep. literally and figuratively. <laughs> and people were pleading with, him, like, dude, we can't do this. You know, we cannot. Th- this is not going to work. Don't you? And they were coaching him, like, this is not this. This is not twenty sixteen, dude. Well, and I, I mean, he also seems to think that he can basically have his cake and eat it too, you know, or eat his cake and have it too. Right. Cause you, you can't have it and then eat it, but you can't eat it and then have it. Okay. I've never <laughs> liked that. <laughs> okay. Right. Anyways. You've always um, made me think way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll do my best to stop doing that, I guess. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to get totally sidetracked here again and forget where I was going with that. But anyways, uh, the important thing to remember is that Donald Trump sucks. He should not be president. And we've got like a couple of more months here before we all get the chance to do something about it. So 
he thinks for the he, love of God. thinks he can appease his base and that his base are the only people are that are going to vote. Yeah. And I, I, I really do believe, I really, really, really believe that people will come out in droves. People will register to vote to get him out of office. Yeah. Like, if I was, this is my first time voting, I would have already registered. <laughs> so, a few weeks ago... I saw, I think it was right around the time, it was, it was, I think it was the week of, you know, following the George Floyd murder, where Eli Drinkowitz, who was the former offensive coordinator at NC State, now the head coach at uh, App State. Okay. Um, he took his players, they had a, you know, like a, basically took a knee for eight minutes or so. They had basically did a, a march somewhere, did the, the, took the knee, and then he took every single one of them into town and registered them to vote. Like everybody on the team that wanted to register to vote, he took them in there and made sure that they did everything that they needed to in order to get registered to vote. And like, that's the kind of leadership that I think we need to see more of, you know, it's not necessarily about having all the answers yourselves, but providing the path and the tools for people to get what they need to make changes in our society. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I definitely, I, I know 2016 was a – they could have put anybody else in the ticket. I would have voted for them except for Hillary Clinton, and we probably wouldn't be having as much of these conversations, but yeah. but some of them because <laughs> I would, probably wouldn't be excited with her either. Yeah. Um, but I do think that the Republicans are going to lose the Senate, and I do think that um, – Trump will not be in office. It'll be a good opportunity for, and this is, this is my hope. If it's about rebuilding like the other party to being a stable party, then have at it. You guys lost me as a, as a, I don't subscribe to you because you guys have no morals. Like I literally just can't rock with you anymore because you guys all, you know, just bow down to this guy. Hopefully you can, you know, do things that are bring the right conversation to get things that'll pass. That'll make more of the country happier. I'm just not going to play the party game anymore because I don't really, I just look at both sides and go, well, you guys like crickets on a lot of things that where they should have spoken up and only a handful of people on the Democrat side spoke up and said anything. And Mitt Romney, that guy really stepped up. And Tim Scott, like, I've been following this guy because I want to kind of see where, like, I don't hate him for being black and a Republican. I want to understand, like, what's going to happen when the dust settles. Because I want to at least give him the chance to to continue to hold his ground. And I think he's done a pretty good job of being himself and holding his ground. But, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um Funny thing, and I just want to. I, I think I'm done talking. But <laughs> I saw this thing. I don't know if I sent it to you. This article where they were talking about bring your whole self to work. I, it just made me laugh so bad. I'm going to find it and send it to you because I need a laugh. <laughs> I, oh, it was the the guy Karen's husband who got fired. Oh so yeah, their, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah, because we want everybody to bring their whole selves to work. Oh, I'm like. Man, if you guys don't no, stop. No, you didn't. You literally yeah. didn't. 
Yeah. Like, if that were true, you would have found out that this guy was a racist piece of shit long before now. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, <laughs> and that's the whole thing. You're absolutely right. Is that for the majority of corporate America, right? It's not about actually making change. It's about not getting sued. And it's about, you know, putting out the right statement now to quell any potential backlash that may be coming. Right. And, yeah. and if we fire people quickly enough and, you know, put out a, an appropriate statement that our black lawyers approve, then we'll be good, you know? Yeah. But ultimately, like, are you actually going to do the things that are going to make real changes in this country or are you going to continue to perpetuate the bullshit that we've all been living for far too long now far too long well ladies and gentlemen that is another conversation in the books um and we appreciate everybody listening to us Mm, all of you but one and you know who you are (laughs) okay that seems pretty personal i just just thought i'd try (laughs) and call somebody out right there and say have some Oh my God, he's talking about me, isn't he? These guys don't even know me. <laughs> but we really do appreciate it. And uh, we've noticed we're getting traffic on, on chrisandandreshow.com. So we really do appreciate that. Hey. Over the next week. Yeah, I know, right? It's really dope. Um, I'm going to be making a couple changes to like just, you know, some backend technical things. But we're definitely going to, A, we're going to stay on social media and use it as a broadcast tool. Yep. Uh, and occasionally we, we, I'll post funny things there, like my comments, because I think they're funny. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's just me. Like, you know, sometimes I'll forget which which profile I'm logged into, so you're, you're going <laughs> to see my funny stuff. I still will not be on social media. But, okay, for you. Um, but we definitely want to make sure that, I guess it's not really about building our own platform, but it's also, under it's it's like having a place where we can, basically do what we want to do it and do how we, you know, do it, how the way we want to do it, which fits best for our personalities and hopefully to make it easier for people to find things that we want to share. Um, yeah. And it's a great place for me to, when I have these little moments of like, huh, I really don't know what an evangelical is. I'm going to write about that. So <laughs> it gives me an outlet to do that. And hopefully people, uh, you know, they listen, they read it and they share it if they like it. Um, I'll be honest. Yeah. I am very excited that I'm all caught up on episodes because now I feel like I can, I can, without a ton of guilt weighing me down constantly, start writing articles again. Um, cause I've had a few that I've been wanting to put out and I've talked about some of it on the podcast already, but, um, like I, I would love to do one about my Google Wi-Fi setup and how much I enjoyed that and some other, some other things that I've been thinking about lately. So hopefully you'll see some more of that for me as well. So I'm yeah. not the only one with this blog posts up there <laughs> yeah i want to try and i know that it seems like we're we're leaning heavy one way or the other on politics or religion but if i'm being honest um like are we really though i mean no, politics no. like i can see a little bit more but even there i feel like uh, i mean and maybe people would argue i just feel like we're being logical like we talked about you know when it comes to the difference between right and wrong i think you and i have a pretty clear understanding of that and I, I don't feel like we're on the side of wrong in this case, <laughs> um, you know, and, but from a religious standpoint, I mean, I, you know, I don't think that you and I are always, I mean, I guess maybe, maybe, I don't know, but I get super passionate about it because like, if I'm like, for me personally, I think that, um, would you say you have a passion for the Christ? I, I'm, 
I'm so glad I opened up that door. And you know they are doing a, a sequel to that movie, right? Are they? Yeah, they really are. Starring Chris Evans? I don't know who's going to star in it, <laughs> but it's actually going to be a thing. Jim Caviezel? Uh, <laughs> He's still around, right? <laughs> so we're, you know, um, I guess, what was I saying? I don't know. We got I'm, sidetracked again. This is good. Yeah, That's going to be the name of this episode. We sidetracked. got sidetracked. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm really passionate about it, and I I don't really hear anybody talking from like a real point of view. It's like I, it's it's the pious, like BS thing that really kind of turns off a lot of people when it comes to faith. And I I can't really speak to a lot of other religions, but I can, well, I can, but I won't because I don't practice them. But um, as far as Christianity goes for me, and that kind of pisses me off. So if I if it comes up, I'm probably going to rant about it. So. <laughs> But it's it's okay, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. Hopefully, it gives you a different perspective, because it's probably a lot of the things that people are thinking they just don't get around to saying. So yeah. anyway, um, we we want to you know again thank everybody for listening. A um, couple things that may be coming up soon, possibly uh, a newsletter, possibly uh, some more stuff, but that's probably the next thing on the on the list. But uh, eventually, one- we may even dabble with some uh, video. Uh, in an attempt to maybe record some of our podcasting sessions and uh, in public, yeah. so we'll uh, we'll see. I've got some thoughts on that that uh, Andre and I will discuss off air. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, we do deserve yeah. a modicum of privacy. <laughs> see, <laughs> we really again appreciate by listening to the Chris and Andre show. And once again, I'm Andre and I'm Chris. We'll talk to you soon. You know, before she could call herself Fiona Apple, her name used to be Felice Apple. (laughs) 